You are listening to the Christ in All podcast, where we discuss how following Jesus Christ impacts all areas of a believer's life. Each week, we will answer questions about the Christian worldview in an effort to help both new and mature believers grow in their faith. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Christ in All podcast. This is Matthew Smith, and with us today, as always, is our lead pastor, Chad Hunsberger. How's it going today? Hey, all is well. Excellent. All right, so we have a, I guess, a, a difficult topic for today. Yeah. Um, and so back, I believe it was sometime middle, end of May, uh, we the, a, the report from the Sexual Abuse Task Force of the Southern Baptist Convention had come out, right? It was all the, the findings were sort of released to the public. Um, that was something that had been uh, voted on, approved right. by the messengers at the right. last year's uh, convention. And so, so we finally kind of got all this information out mm-hmm. there. And so I want to get your response to what was in the report and mm-hmm. all that in just a minute. But before we go there, I also wanted to talk about if that came out middle of May, why are we just yeah, now talking about sure. it? Um, so, so we knew going into summertime, it was going to be a real busy time for us, right? And mm-hmm. so we intentionally kind of several weeks ago, maybe even about a month ago, had scheduled several episodes in advance. And then you and I have actually not been in the same room <laughs> right. very, like, other than Sunday mornings right. at church. like um, For so, that month. Yeah, for that entire <laughs> yeah. month, right? I was either out or you yeah. were out of town yeah. or at camp. And so there have been, uh, we we didn't have a time where we could actually sit down and do a response That's to right. that. And so, so it may have appeared... Because I know when I found out, like one of the first things I did was start going to even like looking at podcasts of like, what right. is this person going to say? But how? Right. Was, and so there may have been people who were doing that with us, and then we've got an episode on like what your favorite biographies are. Right. So right. it was like they may be, thinking, hey, we're dodging this issue, right. we're not addressing this. That was very sure. much not the case. Absolutely. And even behind the scenes, like things were already discussions were happening amongst yeah. the staff and elders yeah. about some of these things. And so, um, so. Uh, to let everybody know, this is a very important topic. It is something that we mm-hmm. wanted to address as soon as we found out about it, but just scheduling issues yeah. didn't allow us to do that. So we're tackling it right now. Yeah. And, and the wait is actually kind of helpful because now we're able to do it on the back end of this year's convention yep, and how right. the convention did respond to yep. this information. Right? That's right. Okay. So, so let's go back Okay. for you. The day you found out about... The report, or you started reading the report. Yeah. What was your initial reaction? So I'm going to go back even farther. Okay. Uh, because we addressed, we talked about this last year after yeah, the convention absolutely. and what all happened. And and so for me being, I was at the convention when it was in yeah. Nashville. And so seeing this, what was pretty overwhelming mm-hmm. majority wanting to see the right thing done and those kind of things, then... Um, there was a, a side of things from from uh, when part of the executive committee. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this was back in like January, maybe, uh, maybe into December. I can't mm. remember um, where things weren't where there was a halt. There was a standstill right. about what was really going to be released and da da da. And I got very convicted at that point. Um, uh, along with several other pastors from Mississippi and other states mm-hmm. as well, saying, no, like, yeah. you, so you have to follow there up. There was an effort to to say that the the executive committee was mm-hmm. not going to waive attorney-client uh, yeah. privilege. That's right. right? And That's so right. they were going to, that would allow them to keep some of the things hidden. That's right. That we, and all of the clients were saying, waive it. Yes. So it wasn't it wasn't on their right. end saying we hey please keep our stuff secret. It was on the executive committee mm-hmm. saying oh we can't do that. But really, 
And, now, and there was very much a sense in which that's actually what the messengers voted for. Like yes. the messengers, overwhelmingly, like you said, you were that's in right. the room when it happened, wanted everything that's out right. in the open. That's right. So we that that gave them a year mm-hmm. to be able to present at the next convention this information. Rightfully so, they wanted to put out the report with a few weeks for people mm-hmm. to digest Actually, yes, yes. before it just gets so to, that the you come to the convention informed rather right. than find out at the convention. Which was wise, yep. I think, of uh, the guidepost group that, that did the uh, actual investigation. What they found was, uh, you asked for my reaction, I would say, like just heartbroken, disgusted, sad. I read the 288 page report. It is not invigorating. It is yep. not uh, more uh, stuff about key like key figures, yep. well-known people that so, we didn't know about ahead. That's right. Before. So there's a yeah. kind of two halves to this mm-hmm. report. One half I, I, that's maybe too loose, but two main parts. Yeah, I'll put it that parts. way. Uh, one was directly related to um, reports, allegations, um, allegations, and, and then even like proven true. Yeah. instances um, of abuse, uh, molestation, all different, whatever category you want to call that, um, that were reported to the Southern Baptist Convention leadership um, of specifically of ministers, pastors, um, staff members that were in leadership at churches. Those things were reported to them, and the executive committee chose not to do anything about it. They, they didn't make it public. They didn't help that person get word to other uh, people at their church. They didn't report it to uh, uh, officials, uh, office, police. They, they, did, they really just covered it up. In addition to some of that, there was this uh, ongoing, there was one person in particular who was keeping like a log of all those that had been yeah. Uh, even even publicly known, mm-hmm. but but were um, th- the the intent was like don't tell anybody about that right and that was one of the things that victims and other people had been or advocates had been asking for can we have a database of some right. sort to to let it, people know let other churches know that these people have been credibly right. accused right and the the response was we can't do that due to church autonomy that's right, right. and they were using that as a reason why they wouldn't but then. But then Un- they were actually unbeknownst doing to anybody, they were actually keeping that That's database, right. yeah. and they had over seven hundred names. Yeah. yeah, they had over seven hundred names, and those seven, I think it was seven hundred and three or something like that. But um, of those, about three hundred were non-Southern Baptist. Yeah. But again, the over half were Southern Baptist, and the the reason that victims, uh, survivors, so to speak, were wanting for that to be known was some of those ministers, staff members, pastors, whatever, were going to other churches and potentially doing that same harm on repeat. Mm -hmm. And that's why they even went to the convention, kind of going to the highest uh, leader in the land to say, hey, we need you to tell other churches so that it doesn't happen. You use this word, credible accusation. um, And and this is a, a... an official yeah, term. That is, that's a legal term. And so some of the pushback from people is that, well, then anybody could just come forward and make any kind of claim, and then your name goes on this database. Right. And that is not the case. That's right? correct. It's there is a, an official legal terminology. Yes. And the reason they use that is because at times that is reported kind of 
past the statute of limitations, sadly, mm-hmm. or it's there is a there's types of um, uh, even even uh, things that might not be illegal, but are harmful. Yeah, and are would be things that we would acknowledge as abuse. And it's very hard. It's a very fine line, and I don't want it to sound like I'm flippantly putting those things, but there, there's verbal abuse and even mental and emotional abuse that might be reported, but that isn't necessarily something that a judge could put somebody in prison for. Right. So, so there's, there's different, all of those kind of fall into different categories. And so in, in these cases, most of those were specifically regarding sexual abuse. And, uh, and so again, those things were being hidden, kept secret, um, there is specifically even now, uh, I'll speak positively, there's a, a Mississippi Baptist pastor who, as a child, was uh, abused. And 10 or 15 years later, he was one of those who reported it to the convention. Mm. And that was, he, I've now listened to him speak on how thankful he was that all of this finally came came to fruition. He even specifically said, I'm not here to press charges. I, I have... I'm I'm past that. Yeah. Where I'm at is I want to help protect others. Other people, yeah. So that's what was all being covered up. And so so how I was responding was just disgusted that that was right. that that was happening that that was cover up that, that that was a part of it. There was another particular situation um regarding one man who had abused and his story really came to light yeah. and and so again um that, that was heartbreaking to see a key leader yep. in the convention. Um, uh, yeah, like so, so clearly mm-hmm. fall, all people sin. So this is not, not talking about that, but uh, covering up sin, hiding sin, getting people to lie on your behalf or yeah. deceive, all those like mm-hmm. sin on top of sin on top of sin yeah. kind of situations. Yeah, and uh, something that I think has come up in several of these stories is even when the pastor would um, admit to his congregation mm-hmm. what had happened, he would color it as an inappropriate relationship or an affair yeah. rather than abuse. That's right. And so what that does is that just puts shame on the victim to say that she, right. this this woman was having... She was like a, a willing consensual party right. in an affair rather than someone who has been abused by a That's predator. Right. Right. That's right. And um, there, there was one in particular who he framed it differently. And, and at the end of the day, you, like no matter how he framed it, it was still sin. Yeah. And he had still covered it up. And so those were the things in this report. And then, uh, as you mentioned, they were then, it was officially discussed in the convention. Yeah. We've talked about this before, but the convention actually only functions as a whole for two days. For two days yeah. And it's only for those who actually are there. Are there. Uh, so I was not there. I did uh, follow up on articles and trying to see how all of those things went, talk to other people that were there and those sort of things. Um, and what I understand is that Generally speaking, there was a, a significant majority, uh, the, the vast majority, who were in favor of accepting not only the report, but also some of the action steps that they were recommending. Uh, s- several of the entities, so the seminaries, the North American Mission Board, the International Mission Board, all of those entities were enacting some of the, in fact, taking additional steps um, for further investigation and reporting on some of just to make sure, okay, let's kind of double down on that. Um, 
some of the reporting uh, that was found in the uh, from this task force uh, resulted in different seminaries who were. Uh, I'll give two names again. Not you can read the report; it's yep. not hard to find. But both Paige Patterson and Johnny Hunt were mm-hmm. in that report. Both of them um, were deeply connected to Southeastern Seminary, and their names were on buildings and on uh, like official yeah. chairs. You know, yep. if that know if you know what that means, and and those both those names have been removed because of their connection to it. So the 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 entities of the convention are trying to also follow suit right. and uh, yeah be on the right side mm-hmm. of of uh, of this report if that makes sense uh, handle it right mm-hmm. and so I am the my initial response was very I'm like throwing up the red flag yeah panic mode should we even be in this convention right. my month later response mm-hmm. I feel um, more encouraged on this front about the convention right. in regards to, okay, now that it's out, it is being handled yes. appropriately. Still, the, still saddened and angered right. and all those emotions about what had that's happened right. and finding this out, but encouraged that the the convention is a, is responding Did in what, this way now. That's right. And I've even heard several uh, victims speak in those kind of languages right. as well. Like mm-hmm. they're uh, encouraged by what the convention is doing now that they that's are right. aware to the full extent of what's yeah, going on. Yeah, because a part of it is that, that heartbreaking part. Like we need to lament. So mm-hmm. let's just be sad. But we also need to act. And kind of quickly yeah. in that. So our response needs to to be both. We need to be heartbroken and we need to respond and say, okay, well, let's fix it. Yeah. There's some things we're doing here yeah, as a church. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Okay. Is like, all right, so the, as, as far as Colonial Heights, like yeah. what is um, the some elder staff you mentioned or I mentioned earlier about some of the discussions that are happening? Um, and you may not be ready to just kind of unveil everything right now, and that may there may be some other steps, some other leaders who need to be brought in the loop or whatever, but um, just is there anything you can share here yeah. on the podcast about kind of the wheels that are in motion? Yeah, I would say uh, one thing that is very uh, good. I'm, I'm very encouraged by and have no problem sharing all of the pieces too. There is a resource um, that has been provided. It's, it's a free resource, but it's a, a, like a video Bible study. I mean, it's not a Bible study, a video study um, on how church leaders can better help uh, those, how we can care well for those mm-hmm. that have been abused. So um, it's, a, it's an equipping tool. It's like a 12 video uh, series. So all of our elders will watch that. All of our staff will watch that. Even some other key leaders we're going to ask to watch portions of that. Dealing with how do you when when someone tells you about abuse, what do you do? What's it like to call child protective services? Like what what yeah. are they going to ask? Um, what what kind of key things do we need? So this is all from counselors and uh, therapists and uh, biblical God centered. Christ exalting people who uh, I affirm very much mm-hmm. and so very thankful for that resource. So that will be something we uh, implement even it's like now being given to our staff and to our elders for them to follow through with. Um, I'm about 10 of the 12 videos through okay. and, and uh, very fruitful for me and very thankful. Another thing for us that we are kind of, you were, I think you're referencing is really how are we going to make sure that particularly the women in our congregation uh, have an awareness of like who they can go to yeah. 
um, if there is such a, a report to give. Um, I, I, I fully believe, and we'll talk about this in another episode, but that, that men are called to, to yeah. serve as pastors. Um, but I can also understand that if a woman needs to or report something mm-hmm. of this nature, that, that to go to one of the 15 elders would be all the more difficult yeah. in an already difficult scenario. So we're considering what that would look like. Uh, we Yes, we have women on staff and there are other godly women in the church, but for someone to kind of know Who's my mm-hmm. people? Who Creating am I supposed a more to? official channel That's right. to make that available for That's people right. who may need to do and, that. And I'm so thankful. That, I mean, <clears throat> Diane Wentworth is already doing an excellent job leading our women's ministry, and there are women in healthy discipleship relationships that I think would have a go-to person. Yeah. But uh, I think there's probably more that, that would... I hope that there's not more. Let me put it that way. Right. But there, if there are those going through it, I would want them to have a very clear channel uh, for who they should be asking, and and then what are some of those steps? So we're working through some of that, even as elders and leadership, to say what, like what what are the next steps uh, to further uh, equip and prepare our our women in particular uh, in that way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah. So a lot to take in there, but yeah. again, at the end of the day, encourage that we yeah. are headed in the right direction. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, that is going to wrap up this episode of the Christ and All podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please share it on social media. Give us a rating and review on your podcasting app. And we thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Christ and All podcast, a ministry of Colonial Heights Baptist Church in Ridgeland, Mississippi. Together, we glorify God by making disciples of all nations. For more information, please visit our website at colonialheights.org.